0: Media Plus with me, Charlotte Henry, of the Mac Observer, and I'm very thrilled that one of my my Mac Observer colleagues is joining me today. It's the wonderful John Marcellaro. Hello,
1: hi, Charlotte. It's nice to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for joining me on episode three. I, I'm excited that I've made it this far. It's very nice having you on because you know you need a break sometimes from scientists and. Rocket scientists and physicists and all sorts of clever people. And sometimes you deign to hang out with the likes of me and talk TV. And it's very, very lovely. And so I'm really excited you're here on the show because we've got, we've got a lot to dig into today.
1: Uh, It's nice to talk about media. Kelly and I do that every once in a while too on background mode.
0: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. John hosts the background mode podcast.
1: Where that came from was uh, when Jeff Gamut was hosting TDO, Kelly and I would do John and Kelly Wednesday, and we would talk um, with uh, some uh, fascination about the idea of having an evening show where John and Kelly and Jeff would get together and talk about other stuff, other stuff that comes to mind, maybe media, our favorite TV shows, pop culture and stuff like that. So we never got to do that. Um, So um, when I have Kelly on the show, it's basically John and Kelly After Dark equivalent. And we have a fun time talking about our favorite TV shows and movies. It's it's awesome.
0: You should check out those back episodes, but I I, I don't want to think too much about John and Kelly After Dark. That's a very scary (laughs) prospect. What I do want to talk about is we I discussed with Kelly on the pilot of the show we kind of done apple music tv and the first year of apple tv plus and we've discussed all those topics in various places and also but we now kind of need to look at what's next and not so much the kind of subscription strategy and all of that you know what's month 13 but the the roster of shows we know is on the way and there's a lot I, I don't i won't spend up all the time going through it but there's a few big names that we should mention that are coming you've got on december the 4th uh, the docuseries series earth at night in color if and if you look at the trailer for that it's absolutely looks absolutely stunning um we've got we we know there's going to be two more episodes of Ted, two more series of Ted Lasso on the way we've got Mariah Carey's Christmas special on December the 4th which I know you're particularly excited about John it actually should be fun it's quite a clever idea of Apple and there's going to be all the Peanuts st- shows are going to be on both Apple TV Plus and Americans will be pleased to know PBS we've got there's going to be Tetris, which is a film that Apple has acquired the rights to. I imagine that will be next year. Also next year, we've got Dickinson. And I think that's Decem- the second season oh, of Dickinson. Oh, Dickinson,
1: my favourite.
0: It is your favourite. Um, that's coming. The second series of that is January the 8th. So we've got the second series of Servant coming. That's a week later on January 15th. So there's, there's a lot. We, we don't need to have the conversation about um getting to the end of T V plus because now you, they they've sort of solved that. First of all, I'm I'm not gonna bother asking you what you're looking forward to the most because we know. <laughs> it's Dickinson. Right. It's Dickinson, isn't it? Uh, it and great. I, yeah, it was great. It was really it was um kitschy and a bit different and I'm really pleased they put it up there. Um there's also, of course, I didn't even mention it, but The morning show season two. We we expect some. You got me turned on
1: to that. I had a sort of a a non interest level in the morning show at first because it seemed like another just show within a show news. And then you started doing reviews of it at the Mac Observer, and I started reading your articles about it. And I thought, you know, this should be interesting. And then I started watching it, and I got immediately hooked because of the colorful language and the sizzle, the sizzle and the backstabbing and the drama. And uh, the uh, just the characters were amazing. Jennifer Aniston characters was amazing. are brilliant.
0: The, yes. uh, the quality of the acting is brilliant. Steve Carell is coming back for that as well.
1: Reese Witherspoon um, was also amazing.
0: Reese Witherspoon is fantastic in it. She's kind of, I think, quite has not got the due credit for her performance in that series. She, I she's know. absolutely brilliant. I know. Um, so. So we are the official Wreath With a Spoon fan club, and I'm okay with that here. But we, there's been a lot of stuff. So Dickinson stood out for you. The morning show stood out for you. Anything else in the first, first round of shows? What yeah, you, and what are you looking forward to coming back?
1: What stood out for me was the nature documentaries. The Elephant Queen yes. was maybe the finest nature documentary I have ever watched. It was amazing. And I also finished wow, a, Tiny World. Call. I don't know whether Tiny World qualifies as second level or first level. I guess it's the second second wave, but the nature documentaries that I've seen on Apple TV Plus are just wonderful. Yeah.
0: They, uh, they've spent a lot of money on them. They spent a lot of money on them making them beautiful. The, I mean, Dave, Dave Hamilton and I were laughing during when we were meeting, in a team meeting the other day that just watching the trailer, you can watch the trailers for some of these documentaries on repeats because they're so beautifully put together.
1: I watched a second wave documentary called Fireball, just finished Ah, it up, and that's very good. I know I'm going to
0: regret this, but John, former NASA employee, John (laughs) Muffalo, what did you make of the Meteor documentary?
1: Fireball was interesting, it was not dry technical stuff. It was sort of mixed in with the anthropology of human reactions to rocks falling from the sky. When a pretty good-sized rock the size of a basketball landed in France in 1492, they locals thought it was a message from God. Um, And there was some other uh, cultural stuff at the end of the show about uh, the way people respond to these ancient people responding to these strange rocks that fall from the sky. And then there was a dazzling section at the very end of the show about uh, Antarctica, uh, where you have vast sheets of white ice on which meteorites fall. and It's not that they fall more in Antarctica. It's just that they're easier to spot against the white ice. So people go out in groups and they walk the ice and look for little black rocks and they find them. And uh, and so the show was, was a, a healthy balance of the science of meteorites. By the way, when it's in space, it's a meteoroid. When it's in the atmosphere, it's a meteor, and when it's on the ground, it's a meteorite.
0: Thank you for that.
1: So, just so you know, and it's no, it's, I appreciate pretty, it. it's pretty good. It interested me, and it kept me glued to the screen, and I enjoyed the the narration from Mister Herzog. It was great.
0: And that that's no mean feat. Um, actually, just quickly, the, all the. Uh... The narrators and stuff they have on these shows are pretty amazing. We've had Olivia Colman doing the one about children's first two thousand days. Mr. Herzog, like you said, Paul Rudd is doing tiny, uh, t- the tiny small, tiny world one.
1: Right, he was great. Obviously, and, who else are you going to get to narrate the, a
0: program about the, tiny the, creatures the, than Ant Man?
1: The narrator of uh, Elephant Queen was amazing too. I forget yes. his name; it was a complex name.
0: They've they've really sort of pulled in everyone. It's been amazing. But what what else is interesting is we've named a host of shows that are beautifully produced, that we really enjoyed, whatever, whatever. It turns out we're not – and this is going to be shocking, I know, to listeners who have heard us on other shows. We apparently, John Marzara, are not typical of the average viewer.
1: Yeah, that's very interesting. When it, Apple it TV is. first launched – We had shows that we thought Apple expected to have the most sizzle and draw in the most viewers and be the the top-of-the-line stuff and then fold in the second-level stuff as they went to flesh out the inventory. But a recent research study from uh, Parrot Systems, is
0: it? Uh, Parrot Analytics, yeah.
1: Parrot Analytics that you and I have been looking at showed that the second wave of shows like Defending Jacob and uh, Truth Be Told have more interest amongst the viewers. I I don't know why that is yet.
0: It's a really interesting one. So, this study that John has just mentioned, as he said, is from a company called Parrot Parrot Analytics. It kind of looks at the buzz and the discussion and the the sort of demand data and social media, all that kind of stuff around shows 60 days after their original premiere. And it found actually, Defending Jacob was top of the list. Uh, Truth be told, Servant, which, as I mentioned, is coming back for Series 2 and is far too scary for either of us, I think, John. C. apparently did quite well, but I'm not sure that all the conversation around that uh, would be positive. And then there was Football Mankind, the morning show, Dickinson, Central Park. Ted Lasso was much lower in this ranking than I thought. And then there was Mythic Quest, Raven's Banquet. Now, for me, the breakout show of this has been Ted Lasso I think it changed how people perceive Apple TV Plus but the data shows that this bit of data anyway shows that there was obviously huge demand uh, for Defending Jacob now I have to confess this is a show I couldn't quite bring myself to sit down and watch at the point it came out it was kind of peak pandemic it was all it was a bit too much for me have you I'm not have you seen it John?
1: I have not, and I feel exactly the same way as yeah, you. Yeah, it was a bit. Strange, was, but in a way, there was a time when I was looking for shows that were, you know, joyful, high spirited, yep. and happy. Yep. My wife and I would sit down in front of Apple TV in the evening, and she'd say, "I want to watch something happy." So we watched shows yep. that uh, Kelly and I discussed recently, like "The Hundred Foot Journey" and um, "Tuck Everlasting." And some other Disney shows. In fact, I've been spending a lot of time on Disney Plus instead of Apple TV Plus because there on Disney Plus you're likely to find stuff that's uplifting and happy.
0: Yeah. So I've said quite from the start actually I thought Apple T V Plus was a bit serious. And I think that's part of the story behind the success of Ted Lasso.
1: I want to talk about Sizzle. I was I was I, I was thinking the other day about how to describe my feelings about some of these shows. Yes. And the word that came to mind finally was sizzle. Um, the morning show has sizzle. It's, it's, it's sharp. It's, it's, it's uh, got creativity, uh, Dickinson, even more so with uh, death in the carriage and, yes. and poetry and this poetry floating in the air when on fire. And uh, it's uh, a bit erotic in places. And so it's, it's creative. And the music is very, uh, what was the word you used? Kitchy. And, um,
0: yeah, it's all very cleverly done.
1: It's clever, oh, and yeah, it... clever and kitschy and fun and imaginative and zippy and uh intriguing. Yeah. And when I started watching shows like uh Defending Jacob and Truth Be Told. I kind of went, you know, I think I'll go to Netflix and see what's over there. Something,
0: Right, let's see what the comedy's Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah. That's also why I kind of, I found some pleasure in Central Park, because it was just stupid and silly and very, you know, it was fun. It was a bit of escapism. And it's interesting that those, I think, they're the shorter shows as well. They don't take, you know, it's not an hour or so out of your evening watching them.
1: That's how I feel about uh, Ted Lasso. I'm not a big fan of that show, but I recognize it does have some sizzle and uh, I appreciate that uh, other people appreciate it. I call it the Benny Hill of twenty twenty.
0: I think that's quite harsh. I think it's a lot be- I think it's a lot better and a lot cleverer than that. I think I think you're in Some deep listeners may
1: actually. not some listeners may not know who Benny Hill is. Google it.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. For those under the age of what, 60.
1: seventy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but there is a lot of serious stuff on there. Um, and one, it seems, the break, one of the break, those breakthrough shows was defending Jacob, particularly when it originally came out. But interesting, the data shows. So the first six, the initial release of defending Jacob. Was, re- was a really big deal, according to this data. There was a huge spike on the first day that it came out. There wasn't that spike with Ted Lasso. That gained momentum all by itself. It actually kept rising over the first 50 days, really, according the demand for the show, according to this data. And I think that's really interesting as well, because Apple clearly didn't set that show up as a big showpiece hit. It thought it was a bit of fun. And suddenly it gained this kind of cult status. It is now appearing in Apple marketing materials. It's been a huge hit, and there's two more seasons on the way. So I think that's quite interesting.
1: I think the success of these second-wave shows may have something to do with the timing as well. Because oh, yeah. when Apple TV Plus came out, um, it was very close to the release of uh, Disney Plus. And I think... Yeah, and uh, Disney
0: Plus by any metric won by a mile.
1: Has yeah, they've got seventy million plus subscribers. I yeah, seventy three million. Right, and so I think what happened was is when Apple TV Plus came out because it didn't have a lot of content, uh, people were kind of uh, had a bad attitude about it, and they were distracted by Peacock and mm. by CBS All Access and by uh, Disney Plus. And then as time wore on, uh, people discovered uh, what their what their true interest was. And the distraction of the competition and the subscription fatigue faded a little bit, and people started finding stuff they liked at Apple TV Plus. They started finding the sizzle. Yeah, sizzle for some is not for others, but they started finding stuff as Apple TV uh, Plus expanded and grew, and they they kind of you know scoped out the other competing stuff and found out what they liked at Apple TV Plus.
0: Yep, it's and. It will. Will it be interesting to see how many people pick up the second series? Apple has renewed a load of series and has other stuff in the works with various deals that we we discussed in the first episode of this show.
1: But how um, do you feel about peanuts? I mean, other than loving peanuts, how do you feel about the exclusivity?
0: Well, it's not exclusive anymore. Peanuts is going to be showed on PBS. There was such a backlash, John. in
1: the Oh, US, I haven't seen that Apparently,
0: news. Yes, it's yes. yes. It, it, it became quite the campaign. It became quite the issue, John. And so apparently on PBS, you are now going to be able to see the Peanuts holiday special. Oh, I have to say, I think this I have to say, I think this is more of an American cultural phenomenon than it is here in the uk i enjoy i've enjoyed snoopy in space that they did when that which was one of the first things on tv plus i so i think they're really using the charlie brown gang and snoopy and all of that stuff the general peanuts characters really well on tv plus
1: was this a breaking of the was this a breaking of the exclusivity contract that apple had as a concession I'm not
0: sure. It may well have been. Uh, And Andrew, our colleague, wrote up about it. And it emerged. It actually emerged just the day before we were recording this show. Hmm. But um, it was a bit of a bone of contention when it first. I knew there was an uproar. Yeah. Yes, there was. So is that what you're going to be spending your holiday break enjoying?
1: Holiday break? the hmm.
0: T V plus or TV. yeah.
1: I've been watching the right stuff and that brings up the issue of for all mankind. Briefly, for yes. all mankind is a mythical story, it's fictionalized about how based based on historical events, but uh, switching
0: no, no, the John, situation it's, around. It's a fiction show. It's it
1: uses background technology, the Apollo program, but yeah, um, the idea it, is
0: what it, happened if, for those who haven't seen it, it, what happened if the space race never ended,
1: basically, right? And the Russians got to the moon first. And, the and moon I watched Russia. a few episodes of it, and I was annoyed and made it uncomfortable. <laughs> and, uh, I just couldn't get with it because oh, I've worked for NASA this. too, as well. Yeah, and yes, and it just kind of struck me a, a bad chord with me. Then I started watching the right stuff on Disney Plus, and it's just head and shoulders above for all mankind. Right stuff is on the National because Geographic Channel on Disney. Yeah, it's more historical and um, it uh, celebrates it's, what we achieved instead of denigrating it. Yeah, I, I like the right the stuff.
0: There's a, diff- there's a difference though. Well, one is fiction, one is a documentary.
1: Well, the right stuff is a lot of fictional dialogue. I mean... They, they, <laughs> you know what I mean. When, when you, yeah, when you do historical fiction, you have to make up things that never were really said, but it's pretty solidly based on Tom Wolfe's book, The Right Stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, we're going to shift gear a bit from space, actually. But Aww. we're still... T- I know, I'm sorry, but we're still talking about stars. Don't <laughs> worry.
1: Oh, <laughs> there's that?
0: That, that. This was a terrible link to bring in Oprah. Because Oprah... One of the big things that's happened in the run-up to recording this show is that Oprah has interviewed uh, President Obama, 44th President of the United States, uh, for Apple TV Plus. And that's kind of cool in itself. It's a big deal that Oprah, they have A, Oprah, and B, because you have Oprah, you can call in people of the stature of President Obama. But there's other cool bits in there. Most notably. I, w- I
1: watched it. It's great.
0: You've. Right. First of all, give us your quick review of the interview, and then we'll discuss the cool technology behind it.
1: Well, you know, Obama has a book out, The Promised Land, and of course, he's on his book tour. And Obama uh, landed with Oprah, but he's landed with other people too. He was on Sixty Minutes briefly. He's yeah, been no, on some other shows. So when you have yeah, a book I think out, Sixty
0: Minutes and TV and the TV Plus interview on the Oprah conversation were the first two
1: right. interviews. I thought it was, so it was beautifully big... photog- beautifully photographed, well produced. You're going to fill us in on the green screen part of it, right?
0: right so when you first watch when you first start watching the show uh president obama's there and he's in front of a green screen and suddenly as this conversation starts you suddenly see oprah appears and you see the room you know oprah's lounge in inverted commas appears also around president obama and it's pretty cool it's a mate a pa- that i i shared on the MacObserver.com uh, article that the Oprah magazine did about the technology behind it. And basically they turned, used very precise measurements to turn the two rooms to have identical furniture in exactly the right place. They had two production teams with president Obama in DC uh, and Oprah in Santa Barbara. They basically had to have everything lined up exactly right, uh, uh, President Obama was told exactly what clo- color clothes not to wear. I think he was told he couldn't dri- have a clear glass because that would disappear. <laughs> There's all sorts. But the level of detail that, ne- that was required to make this work was pretty amazing. Uh, and it looks fantastic. I think, you know, it doesn't take long in watching the interview to forget that they're in front of a green screen, right? It looks like they're just in front of, in the same room.
1: Every once in a while, they remind you, though, I think for the sake of uh, COVID oh. uh, technical awareness, there's a break in the middle where the technicians come out and adjust yes. the microphone, and somebody puts an extra log on the fire, and then they walk yeah, right yes, through the fire. Yeah, it's sort of like a ghost image. Uh, they walk right through uh, Obama. And off the <laughs> screen, and so just to sort of like yeah. just to remind you, hey, so hey, folks, we're being safe here. We're doing twenty three hundred miles of social distancing.
0: Yeah, there is a lot of social distancing. There is <laughs> the almost the entire US worth of social distancing, but it's a really clever way of doing it in the current circumstances. Um, and uh, Oprah herself said it wasn't quite as good as being in the same place, but it. It's better than you know it was better than not being able to see each other being or being across two different studios um,
1: I think it was smart to do that because if they had just played it straight as if it were real, that fiction would have uh weighed on people, and they would have said you shouldn't have been doing that that close
0: the, I'm sure they would have so been they, that would
1: punctuated it of course, it's an apple production too an Apple when they do their um event videos. They are very clear at the end of the event video about yeah, how they oh, taking care like, of social distancing. Yeah. yeah, that's like
0: a whole extra section of the uh, of the, the event. Yeah, actually, yeah. Last few months, it, it was a really cleverly done. Apparently, here's this will surprise you, maybe John. Apparently, it was inspired by Drew Barrymore.
1: I didn't know that.
0: I, yeah, apparently Oprah saw Drew Barrymore doing this for her talk show, uh, and so they turned it. They did it for this interview. Uh, if you've watched other episodes of the Oprah Conversation, it's actually just Oprah in a room herself, and then there is lots of basically what look like giant iPads. This is the first time that I think on the show they've conducted an interview this way. But the, the the finished effect looks looks pretty amazing, doesn't
1: it? Kind of set the standard. It's just like the Apple event videos, kind of set the standard yeah. for how to do a event video with uh, social distancing and proper care for COVID in 2020. Uh, I think this uh, Winfrey uh, Obama presentation kind of set the new standard for how to do inter- interviews. Yeah,
0: yeah, and we've seen this is a very very obvious example of it that they've made a big play of um, and obviously everyone was kind of very impressed. The first bit you see of President Obama is going well this is pretty cool isn't it? Well you know we could have been in Neptune, we could have been in the bubble somewhere <laughs> yeah. Like, he's obviously pretty struck by it.
1: And they did but, it fast too because it's post-election and uh, so yes, uh, it, they, they didn't take their time. They did a good job fast.
0: Yeah, yeah but I assume it was all set up and planned before and then the date was scheduled for 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 Ayn to, to line up with his book and, and also, as you say, after the election in the US. But what also strikes me is Apple is really pushing the technology bounds it use in quite a lot of the shows. So you mentioned earlier the, the nature documentaries and how much you're enjoying them. Now, some of those, and we've covered it at the MacObserver.com, are using extraordinary technology to get those shots. I'm thinking particularly about the Earth at Night in color, but the the the, the Tiny World one, the Paul Rudd one, is also using that amazing technology to get those shots.
1: The uh, Earth at Night sounds familiar to me because I believe I've watched either the same series or a sister series on Netflix the Earth at Night, because I, I remember is, This watching is an it.
0: Apple original. But it might be so This is the Earth at Night. I mean, I it, might be the sa- it might
1: be the same team that did um, the Netflix series, because I remember it them be in the
0: same way they did, uh, talking the, about
1: the uh, special cameras they used.
0: Yeah, and it's the way they've done um, they've done the motorcycle show with Ian McGregor as well. But, yeah, so as I was saying, Tiny World, Paul Rudd also uses amazing camera technology to see creatures we've never really been able to see in this level of detail and this ex- level at this extent before so it's it's pretty amazing what they're doing across the board and i suppose this is the advantage of being a technology company that also makes media right
1: right and do you think Apple is maintaining a theme that we've talked about before being kid friendly and focusing on peanuts and nature you see that theme continuing
0: yeah so it is clearly continuing. They, they, there's two things going on, aren't there? There's the very serious kind of wannabe HBO shows, the morning show, defending Jacob, the big name thrillers and hits, probably put Servant in that, all those kind of things. But as you're absolutely right, that the kids stuff and the family stuff. Is a hugely important part of this story. So, nature documentaries the whole family can watch. Brilliant. Uh, helpsters, it, it? peanuts. Brilliant. Still, water is coming as well. There's a lot, a lot of stuff yes. across yes. the family, and I think that's a really important part. So, parents don't go. Oh, Why am I? I don't need to spend this four ninety nine. I might as well just buy Disney Mm -hmm. because there's nothing for my kids on this, on on this Apple thing. But actually there is.
1: It brings up another question for me, and that is whether Apple has a big enough blockbuster signature series. The Morning Show is definitely their signature series, but is it big enough? You know, the the SpaceX astronauts recently joined the space station and brought baby Yoda along. And uh, that's a testament to the Mandalorian on Disney Plus. That is a true blockbuster series. And uh, and Apple has nothing equivalent to that. And I don't know if Foundation will even match it.
0: No, I I think in Apple's defense, the reason the Mandalorian means so much to you, and similarly with Picard, I would say, is because you're a huge fan of what was before Star Wars, Star Trek, and so on. And so for some other people who grew up loving friends and love the kind of newsroom by aaron sorkin and all those kind of things maybe the morning show is an equivalent maybe the people who loved uh defending jacob the book seeing the tv show is a bigger deal for them is iconic for them so i think we have to put it in that context
1: yeah you might have something there but i i think i still disagree the <laughs> Mandalorian has seeped into popular culture For sure. in America, uh, independent of just, you know, people being Star Wars. But who isn't a Star Wars fan, you know?
0: <laughs> For sure. Don't do this because this is when I have to confess I haven't seen all the Star Wars movies and then we fall. Oh,
1: out. no. Oh, no.
0: Don't do this to me. Um, but on that note, I, I think we should leave it while we're still friends. <laughs> oh, say uh, friends
1: uh, forever. But,
0: Thank you. I'm going to say a very big thank you for joining. Um, Where where can we
1: keep up with you, John? I am Marty at MacObserver.com and I reside at uh, the Mac Observer, www.macObserver.com, where we all coexist. We
0: do all coexist very happily. And you're on the Twitters as well?
1: Yeah, Jay Marchalero.
0: And of course, a letter trade. Yeah, exactly. And make sure you check out the Background Mode podcast as well. I'm Charlotte Henry. I'm at Charlotte A. Henry on Twitter. I'm also, you can find me every day, should you wish to, at themacobserver.com. This show is Media Plus and we'll be back next week with another fantastic guest and to unpack Apple as it turns more and more into a media and services company. But until then, thank you very much.